Welcome to another episode of Limitless Women. I'm Pamela, and first of all, I want to thank all of you around the world, so far 16 countries, for taking the time to listen to another inspiring story. I'm so excited about today's guest, and I know each of you are going to find something really interesting and encouraging in our conversation. I'm happy to introduce you to a powerful woman, Lucy Ho, who leads a nonprofit organization. She's a founder and executive director at HackerGal. She's a sweet, humble hustler and super smart woman who is driven to empower new female generations to expand their vision and create new online products by coding. HackerGal is a nonprofit organization that aims to introduce girls in grades 6 to 9 and has the purpose to strive and inspire a new wave of Canadian female coders, shaking up the demographic and eventually bringing equality to the booming technology industry. In 2018, she was nominated Top 30 Under 30 Awards. I really hope you enjoyed and learned as much as I did. Welcome, Lucy. I'm super grateful that you are giving me of your precious time, and especially because I know that you're super busy and you find out how to squeeze me in your busy schedule. Many women are going to listen to you and they will be inspired, especially of what you do, the project you are working for. I was amazed. Tell us, Lucy. Thanks so much for having me. No, I'm excited to be here, and I think um, it's great that we're, we're talking and stuff. Um, yeah, what what I've done is um, I founded um, a nonprofit, um, a Canadian-based nonprofit that works with schools and educators across Canada to promote computer science education for young girls. So a hacker gal. Um, kind of fill, we fill the void in terms of bridging computer science education to girls because most provinces in, in Canada don't, doesn't have um, computer science as a mandatory curriculum. So um, we are basically the, the answer when it comes to teachers kind of looking for resources and trying to figure out how they can bring technology into the classroom. Um, so yeah, that's our main mandate. We're very, we're very passionate about what we do um, and, and working with all the teachers to teachers to to support them when it comes to their passions and how they can incorporate technology um, and support girls. So this is your personal project, right? Yes, this is... You're um, the founder. Exactly. I'm the founder and executive director of HackerGal. Yes. Amazing. Congratulations. And it's just uh, running for a female program. Yes. HackerGal is a female-based program. Um, The reason being is that um, obviously the technology um, industry has um, a gender gap. There's not enough females getting into computer science degrees, post-secondary programs when it comes to computer science, coding, engineering. Um, not enough girls are seeing themselves in these roles. Be um, they can't, you know, they can't envision um, themselves as a technology leader, and therefore they don't, you know, go into these routes. So what HackerGal aims to do is to to be a positive influence when kind of talking about career opportunities for girls. What does it mean to go into tech? What kind of um, career paths you can do? Like, what does a product manager do? What does a UI UX designer do? What does it mean to kind of use technology as a solution when it comes to your everyday problems? So, yeah, our hackathon program um, really encompasses girls to kind of think outside the box, challenges them to work in groups and groups um, to come up with a solution when it comes to their everyday problems using technology. That's what amazed me about you, being a beautiful, super smart woman. How do you encourage yourself to be technology world? 
Yeah, so I think my passion always, I always had a passion for technology. Um, I grew up in Waterloo, which is basically the sil Silicon Valley of, Can um, of Canada. So it's a very big tech hub where there's a huge community of tech startups, um, founders, and when I grew up, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I think that's like, you know, the million dollar question that every grade 12 girl faces um, when they're like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And um, I think at that age in grade 12, when you're thinking about so many different things, you're thinking about, you know, am I moving away for school? Are my friends coming with me? Um, you, It's very difficult to, I think, imagine um, where your life will be 10 years down the road. And um, so at the time, I... I I knew I was always interested in business and what business meant, so working with people, connecting with people, um, and I was fortunate enough to be in a city where it really fostered community, and so um, at the time after I graduated, um, I had an opportunity to work for a startup company where the founder was younger than me, which was really inspiring because you know, like these founders kind of risk it all. They put so much on the line because they believe so much in their product and their business. Um, and so I took the I took the role at the time and it was more of an operations project management role. Um, but it allowed me to kind of wear so many different hats and to really understand how to run a business, which was which I believe is a different experience than if you worked for a corporate business. Mm -hmm. um, reason being is that in a corporate in the corporate world you're one employee out of hundreds of employees. Whereas in the startup world you could be employee number four. Um, out of you know six employees or whatnot or even like one of one out of two employees so um, with that being said and obviously I'm a millennial um, I was always captivated by the energy that comes with startups and the energy um, that young entrepreneurs have when it comes to um, doing everything it takes to get their business to work um, and I always knew that you know this is something really cool and that maybe I would want to be an entrepreneur one day um, keeping in mind there's a lot of challenges when it comes to that. I can't say it's um, an easy route or a linear path, but it has definitely taught me a lot um, in terms of what I am passionate about, what I like um, in the business world, and, and how to connect with people and make meaningful impact. Seeing all these girls that they are running in your program and how their creativity expands, how their mind spans and they open their mind yeah. in not regular stuff that we live day to day out there, not in the tech world. What inspired you about that? Yeah, what so I love technology and I always knew, so I worked in a startup company, then I moved to Toronto and worked in a venture capital firm. So what that means with like a VC is that a lot of startup companies come to these angels or venture capitalists to pitch their ideas for funding. Um, and it was so cool hearing about all these different business ideas, but what I couldn't help but notice as a female was that every single you know leader or founder of these organizations were mainly men. Um, and it was like, why are females not represented in this space? And it's like, you know, I, I meet so many smart, intelligent females and women um, that I'm just like, we need more of that. We need to encourage the future generations that come after us to to believe in themselves and to actually see themselves as the next founder of a Fortune 500 or um, a unicorn startup company like Ubers or like the Shopify's of the world. Um, and so, you know, I was like, what can I do to cause, to make meaningful impact that so young girls in Canada can see themselves as these leaders? And so that that's kind of what 
um, allowed me to pilot my idea of Hacker Girl. Um, and me as a person, I think I'm, um, I'm inspired by change. Knowing that I can actually make change and impact directly in the education space is very meaningful to me and my work. Um, and that allows me to, you know, kind of encourage myself to keep going, obviously, when, when times are tough and stuff. is just because I know that our program is single-handedly kind of inspiring teachers and girls to see opportunity in the tech space and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's very meaningful that we work with um, education at an early age to um, showcase what opportunities girls can have and allow them to picture themselves as, as the next leaders. I love it, especially because right now, our generations that they have to do this. Exactly. Like, right now, it's not optional. You have to get, like, in, in the technology world because if not, you don't know absolutely nothing. You cannot exactly, do yeah. nothing. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. You always need technological yeah, stuff yeah. for and social think, media, for everything. Exactly. And, like, I mean, I'm 30 years old, but, like, back when I was in school, technology was nowhere as close as the way it is now. I agree. Um, even in the school system, I remember using chalkboards, but now they have, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, projectors, and, and teachers are using so much, so many interesting tools mm -hmm. to teach and to learn, and um, even in our everyday life, when we use apps, our cell phones, um, our, 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 there's an app for everything that you need, like finance, industry, healthcare, you could track your health, um, anything. And so it's really important that we provide the knowledge for these girls um, growing up that there are people coming up with these ideas, there's people coding these apps that they're using, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, Apple Watch, Apple TV, um, Siri, you know, there's AI coming up, machine learning. It's just really important that these girls understand what these career paths can lead to. And why do you think it's super important for a woman to get into this world? Yeah, well, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's, it's um, the display of equal representation. Um, I think that it's important that if technology is a at the forefront of every industry, that the people creating this technology is 50% female and 50% male. Um, I think that that will change the way we invent and we innovate and the ideas that come up will have different perspectives because females do bring um, unique perspective to the table and, and so do men. Um, that's why it needs to be an equal playing field when it comes to the way that our futures are being created, um, invented, the technology that's being um, released these days. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, the example I always use is that, like, when you when you do, like, artificial intelligence, when you go, like, um, hey, Siri, it's usually, or hey, Alexa, or okay, Google, or whatever, it's usually female voices, female names, and I think there's implications on that. Um, the fact that all of these, you're telling, like, a female voice all the time, like, oh, search this, do that. It's, like, never once is it usually a male voice. That's the default. Um, and I think, yeah, I, th I do definitely think that there's implications on that. And I think that there can be lots of change if there was, like, you know, female representation around the table about how we build technology to better the future. Well, I think it's a very important infusion in terms of creativity in terms of everything, because if male have done all of this, technology changes, like, we can do as well, and never, I wouldn't say, like, improve, to not put the feminism weight, exactly. but, like, it would totally change completely. Exactly, yes, 
Yeah, and that's why I always say it is very important that it's equally represented, so both yeah. men and female. Um, I'm not saying that you know there should be more male, females or more males. I think um, both genders bring um, unique perspective to the table, and that's why we need to do what we can to inspire more women to sit at the table when it comes to the tech space. Absolutely. Can you explain us a little bit more of coding? Yeah, so coding is basically how you obviously speak to technology. So how um, you you basically communicate to a computer to, to do something. So um, it's, yeah, it's the means of communication between you and the computer when you're building technology apps or you're building software. Um, you usually have to use code to do that. Um, and so that's how all of our apps are run, our phones, software, machine learning, like everything that you can think of when it comes to technology is ran off of code. Um, and that's the forefront of, I guess, what HackerDell is trying to do is to introduce coding in a, in a fun, interactive way um, to young girls so that they understand the concept of code and that, you know, every piece of technology they use is based off of coding. Um, and so they don't, you know, usually see coding as like the typical stereotype of um, a, a boy sitting in the basement mm-hmm. in the dark coding and it's right. a nerdy thing. But no, it can be a fabulous thing. It's can, it's it's a tool to be creative and um, creative meaning like anything you want to do with technology when it comes to your ideas. Um, and the girls that we work with come up with so many different ideas in terms of like, um, it could be as, as, you know, a wardrobe app, like, um, archiving all of your pieces in your closet and you can kind of get that app to be like what should I wear today that's the common problem is like I don't know what to pick in my closet but if you can take photos of your clothes tag them and you said you, you, you can tell the app like oh it's going to be a sunny day or the, the app knows it's going to be a sunny day 20 degrees it chooses an outfit for you based on the occasion that you want to go to are you going to a wedding are you going to like you know shopping and you just want a casual outfit that was a really cool idea that a girl came up with um just amazing yeah yeah, it's wow. just so unique because these girls are so young. Um, and, yeah, there was another app about, like, watering your plants. She loves having, like, 80 plants in her house. And she's like, I always forget which plant needs which care. So she's like, if I took a picture of my app, of each of my plants, named them, and I went on vacation, I can invite you onto this app, and then you would know how to take care of all my plants. So, yeah, so that was a really cool idea another girl came up with. And, um, yeah, it's, it's all about inspiring these girls at a young age to be like, what problems do you face every single day? Whether it's a closet problem, a clothing problem, your plants, a house problem, relationship problem. How can you use technology to support you and to help you um, with that issue? It's fabulous. Yeah, it's wow, really cool. it's super interesting. Our life is running around, and we don't even notice, but it's all around. Like it or not, you are into it or not. We have to get into mm-hmm. this world for sure. The world is going super fast and technology is like above yeah. us that or we get into or... Exactly. And that's, and that's the reason why HackerDell works with teachers and education as well because the fact that education is still behind... Right. We need to support teachers in terms of giving them resources and tools to bring technology into the classroom. We can't so much as rely on the education system because there's budget cuts. There's so many different things that happen all the time that are kind of out of our control. But with at HackerYell, we want to provide them with solutions that are free um, for them to support the learning in their classroom. And obviously, teachers realize the same thing. It's like if we're not teaching technology in the classroom at a young age, we're kind of missing the boat. 
when it comes to introducing coding and what technology can do for girls, um, we need to do it at a young age. And um, that's why a lot of our teachers are so passionate about our program um, is because they understand the mission, they understand the value that the program brings. I am like fascinated that this is coming into the new edu educational world, but we also need the way we used to be teach and um, in schools. I have seven nieces and oh, one wow. nephew. Yeah, so I, I see them grow and in their schools, all of the changes and now that they need devices at school when we didn't, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's really scary. It's more scary when you see kids in the iPad, in the iPhone, well, in any kind of devices. What's the impact in the negative and positive Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I do think that there definitely needs to be, um, I guess, a fine line between, you know, like realizing that a lot of things online aren't what they appear. And then I think there's a lot of value about experiencing, you know, learning and, and yeah, experiences the way that we used to do it. Like, I always say our kids will never know what it's like, I guess, to have to call a landline phone to see if your friend is at the house or to you know go to your the door and knock on the door versus you know the way that things are done now with text messaging and all of that stuff it's letters like love letters exactly love letters asking someone on a date that's not an online app <laughs> or something like that so there's lots of I think um experiences that I really wished our kids or like our future kids will experience but I don't know if they will or even like as simple as like cable tv um you know you have to go through all of the channels or you know to find a tv show that you want versus like a Netflix where it's like on demand right there and then at any point um I think that there's definitely value in both experiences and I think that we definitely need to do what we can to still um teach our kids and like teach the future generations that there is value there um it is difficult because you know like you said every child knows how to use an iphone at the age of three or an ipad which is really scary um to some degree um but it's about influencing the kids to understand that you can create positive impact by, by using technology and it's it's allowing them to see the positive sides and understanding what um, issues the world faces because not every child has exposure to an iPad not every child has exposure to an iPhone in the world so it's like how can we develop um, solutions using technology where it's maybe offline or remote um, for places that don't have access to internet and things like that so there's a lot of good that can be done with technology um, I think that we just need to embed these like foundational pieces at an early age where kids can be like okay we're fortunate to be able to have these mm -hmm. resources but at the same time um you know let, like there's obviously life without these resources and there's lots of children and adults out there in the world that don't have the luxury of technology so it's like how can we leverage technology as a solution and, and something that can be used for good as a tool as a tool yes what drives you the most like, yeah what you're doing um I think the most, I get, yeah, the most value and the most drive I get is is the impact that I see in the work that I'm doing. 
we work with hundreds of teachers and thousands of girls across Canada every single year. Um, And the impact that we see in these communities, whether, like I mentioned, remote communities, um, indigenous communities, um, all very unique communities across Canada. But we also work with a lot of inner city city um, inner, inner city communities like Toronto and, and whatnot um, but we hear time and time out the impact of our program and the fact that it's accessible for all students um, is really meaningful to me and hearing about the testimonies and seeing the students online is really really cool um, the fact that something I never imagined I would ever create a nonprofit I don't even I don't I, like yeah if you asked me when I was in grade 12 if I knew where I would be at the age of 30 I would probably for sure say like making like half a million dollars or something like crazy like that working at like some very fashionable or glamorous company and I never thought in a million years that I would have started my own charity or nonprofit um, in education space. Um, Which is amazing. Yeah so I think yeah I think the fact that like you know that alone is really powerful to me personally. I think that knowing that I'm making positive change in the world is something that drives me every single day to wake up, to fundraise for Hacker Gal, to, you know, go to all these meetings, speak to these teachers, and really bring the impact into the communities that I work with and the schools that we work with. Um, I think that's really important to me and my team. Um, and when I even hire for Hacker Gal, I think the foundation of it is like, what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about education? Are you passionate about women, feminism, or um, technology and all of that stuff? Because I think that is what drives um, the success of our organization, mm-hmm. is that Absolutely. everybody that works for Hackerdale is very passionate about the cause. And I think that's important when you're running a nonprofit and a charity, is that the people on your team believe in it. Um, and, yeah, so... I think ultimately my team drives me, the impact that we do as a team drives me, um, and hearing and seeing like teacher testimonies, girls that are from like PEI to Newfoundland to like BC to the middle of Toronto, it's across Canada and you know, uniting them and creating a community from Hackergale is what's really, I think, impactful for, for myself. Wow. I'm impressed <laughs> and inspired, especially when you have this drive to help others and to create a community. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it definitely wasn't an easy path to get where we are. Hacker Gal is three years old, going on four this year. And um, yeah, we've we've been through a, our fair share of ups and downs when it comes to running a nonprofit in the tech space, in the education space. Um, it took a while before people started to see what we were doing and to understand what we were trying to do. Um, I think when we started Hacker Gal, the women in tech subject was starting to just pick up. Um, it was nowhere as big as it is now. Um, so that, you know, it was difficult to get sponsorship dollars from corporations and, and funding and stuff like that. But um, I think the more that we talk about this subject, the more awareness there is around, um, you know, inspiring more uh, young girls specifically because there's so much future for them and, you know, they only know what is kind of shown to them at the time. So um, the fact that we're doing it now is, is really important and hopefully it'll impact the way that they... Absolutely. You're given yeah. opportunity. Exactly. What has given you the most satisfaction of what you have done Yeah, so I think far? I think with satisfaction, I think it's truly 
speaking to the teachers and the girls after our program and really hearing their feedback on the program, it definitely inspires me because I think um, with any business and any program or project, you can always um, you can always uh, improve it. Mm-hmm. And so hearing about their experiences is, is wonderful because it gives me so much light in terms of what the needs are of, of the school system. And it's challenging because it's not just one province that we're focusing on. It's 10 provinces and three territories. So the fact that we need to understand what challenges each teacher faces in each province when it comes to technology resources and how they can inspire their own girls and their communities um, really inspires me because it's like, what can I do now? Now, every single time a teacher participates in the, each year a teacher participates um it inspires me to change it and to improve it and to involve evolve our program so it's more beneficial for our teachers and our girls it's incredible did you have background or something from someone that inspired you another woman that impacted you and that's the reason the program you're running right now it was only for women um No, there's not one specific woman that has inspired me in terms of why I started Hacker Gal. Um, I think it was just what I saw and um, what I saw in my um, my professional experience. Obviously, being passionate about technology, I just simply didn't see enough women in the space. I didn't see enough mentors mm-hmm. in the space. Maybe I didn't just know or didn't have access to that. Um, so, yeah, I can't say that there's one female that has inspired me but I think that when I think about um if there was like one female in general and not specifically to technology I would have to say and maybe it sounds cliche I don't know but I would have to say Michelle Obama because I think she is just a powerful force when it comes to um all around I think like her personality her work life her her family life and I think Mm -hmm. for me it's important to have that well balance. Um, and I always, res- I read her book, Becoming, and I just thought it was so cool that like she had her fair share of struggles when it came to life. And I think it's important that um, people understand that, you know, with male or female, there are challenges unique to that gender. So for women, it's, you know, starting a family or having kids. And it's like, can I start my own business if I want those things? And being able to connect, connect the dots and finding a... Um, a passion that allows you to do all of that stuff while raising children, while being a CEO at your company and managing a marriage um, and still being fit and feeding your family and, you know, it's having a lot of work, social... It's yeah. Totally, we're capable of. Exactly. We're so capable um, and it's just like we need to see more women like that that um, maybe it's not in the tech space but it's still a woman of... Um, in every single field in every say, single like, field whether matter. yeah for me I'm passionate about technology um, and there are women in the space like Cheryl Sandberg at Facebook she's the COO there um, that has paved her way up to that to that point um, and so we need more women like that whether that's in the tech space in the financial space healthcare space um, political space whatever that may be I think it's just important that we give credit to these female leaders that have so much going on in their life so much pressures to be um like you know this perfect mom or this perfect wife or this like perfect leader or ceo or whatever it's like you know what is perfect really right it's just like this ideal um i guess illusion of what people see of you but i think that it's important that the message is that like you can do all 
through all of this. You may not be perfect, and it's okay to make mistakes, but... Um, you building know, yourself into better Exactly, life. yeah, like, building that confidence. Day by day. Like, exactly, that you can do it, and it's like the confidence it takes to get there is, is really powerful. Super powerful. Mm-hmm. How you balance your life? Oh my goodness, it's a struggle every single day, and I can I can say that I'm not good at it sometimes. Um, but I think for me, it's just understanding what a personally drives you, what gives you energy. So some people say it's, you know, if you're an extrovert, it's being around people and being around your friends, your family. Um, if you're an introvert, maybe it's, you know, making sure that there's time in your schedule to be alone and to re-energize and to, you know, whether that's Re-boost working out, yourself. Yeah, cooking a meal by yourself or doing whatever it takes. I think it's really important to identify what gives you energy and make time for that in your schedule. So everybody's busy. Everybody has a million meetings to go to, um, family, friends, relationships that they need to tend to, your personal life that you need to tend to in terms of your fitness or whatnot. But it's important that you identify what work, what is the, like, what is your priority and you give time to that because I think once there's an imbalance in that, that's when you, you become burnt out, you become, you're starting to feel like you're not being fulfilled um, in your life and I think it's important that you find that balance between work, your passion, and then what drives you ultimately, um, whether that's spending time with your family or your friends and stuff and to make sure that you make time, you carve out time to do that in your week or, yeah. And how you do to have your positive astounding. Yeah, I think for me, it's very heavily focused on my family and friends. Those people are my support circle in life. Um, I'm so fortunate to have amazing friends and family that I always feel like when I make time for them, I'm basically making time for myself, which it comes, it's so true because like, even with my, some of my friends, like we don't even need to talk about work. We don't need to talk about what I do. And sometimes that's what I want. Cause I, you know, you put so much time and effort into your day to day when it comes to work, your nine to five or whatever the schedule may be is that sometimes you just want to have this a connection. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> disconnection and not talk about you know, what you're doing 40, 60 hours a week, literally just hanging out with people that know you from time and just like laughing and having jokes or eating a really good meal and stuff like that. So for me, it's definitely making sure that there's time in my schedule to catch up with my friends, to catch up with my family. And it's not to talk about work or sometimes it is to talk about work, but it's people with that, a friend, someone exactly. that's going to understand, it's a be there to listen to you. Exactly. So for me, that's super important. Um, that makes me feel fulfilled and it, and those relationships are so important to me. Um, so when I, when I make time to do that and then also, you know, obviously working and all that stuff, I feel like, okay, this is the good, well-balanced in my life that I need right now. I was really excited to interview you because when I was talking to one of your close friends, the way she was referring to you, I asked her, tell me positive things about her and she's like oh she has tons of them like first of all she's super humble that's so funny she's a sweetheart <laughs> good friend good heart human being and absolutely i can say it with your project there's no doubt about it uh super smart i'm happy that we have women like you looking forward to see other women succeeding right now mm-hmm. they're kids they're teenagers but they will grow up and they're going to be the future of our world So to have values and good education and to really have a purpose in life, I think it's super meaningful out out there from the social media and all that we are having in this world. It's really tough. It's really amazing and inspiring what you're doing. 
Thanks. More delicious. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Um, I think really at the end of the day, it's just about finding your passion. And I know that sounds so cliche because I remember in grade 12, someone would say, someone would say that to me and I'm just like, I have no idea what my passion is. And I'm not saying you'll find it when you're 20, 30, 50, maybe it mm-hmm. takes a really long time. But I think, um, when you find what you're passionate about, you can make mountains move when it comes Absolutely. to the impact that what drives you and then as well as pairing that up with like finding a balance in your personal life whether that's again spending time with your family and friends or like spending time by yourself or whatnot I think when you pair your passion with balance you're able to do so much you're equipped with the tools and the motivation to to make change um and do it in a meaningful way that inspires you and hopefully that will inspire others to do the same thing Absolutely. And yes, it may sound like cliche because everyone is like, oh, and like exactly. passion. But like, it's reality. We live like we want to live every single day. And if we don't like what we do, we're going to be like miserables. We're not going to make a positive impact to others. Mm-hmm. We're not helping the world to be a better place. Neither yeah. our families. We're not going to have a balanced life. and Exactly. Life is sad. Yeah, and, and I don't mean that by like everybody has to go and start a charity or a, fa- right, a non-profit. No. It doesn't, by any means, you can do this for a pro- for a profit purpose as well. Like, start a business that, you know, you're passionate about, whether that's art or... Work you know, for your own dreams instead of working for others. Right? Yeah, or, yeah, and, and maybe maybe you're the type of person that is, you know, you're okay with working for others, and that's fine too, but maybe find a job or a career that you're passionate about. Like, you know, I have amazing people on our team that are passionate about education and technology um and you know although they're not the founder of hacker gal but like i'm so i can't do this on my own and it brings you happiness it brings me happiness that i've paired people that are passionate about what we're doing with hacker gal and together we're making meaningful impact um and so yeah i think it's really important that you you continue to um, ask yourself what makes you happy and what you know what do you enjoy doing? Do you enjoy finance? Do you enjoy you know coding? Do you enjoy whatever the case may be? There's so many different options, but you continuously evaluate with yourself. It's like, am I happy? And if you're not happy, um, what will it take for you to get there? And you know, it goes both ways because a lot of people say like everybody just keeps chasing happiness. But at the same time, when it comes to your passion and stuff like that, you should you should always try to identify what that is. And I think and chase it a little bit with yeah with intention with intention. Right. And I yeah, that's a huge thing for me is just be very intentional with with your um, decisions in life, whether it's career moves, your family, your goals, like whatever that is. It's it's try to find that intention and live by it. Um, and that's what I would have to say to like a lot of times people ask me like or girls ask me. Um, you know, how do I get to where I want to be and stuff? It's like make decisions that are intentional and like make goals that will get you closer to where you want to be. Um, and yeah, I think for me, I'm very fortunate and I, I, you know, every single day I know that I'm very grateful that I'm doing something that I love, but, and I I can do it at an early age. Um, but anybody really can, if, if you kind of put your mind to and find what you're passionate about, you can get there as well. Right, I'm because it didn't come by grace to you. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm breaking it's, for exactly. it. Exactly. It, it's, I'm definitely not a special case. Um, I'm very grateful and very, you know, 
fortunate, and I know that, um, but I do believe that anyone can do this as well, like, or start a foundation, or find their passion, start a business if that's what they want to do, or work for someone else, but in the field that they want to work in, um, anybody can, as long as they are, again, intentional with their goals and their decisions. Do you say any special thing in the mirror every morning? I think when, yeah, that's a good question. Recently, I've been thinking a lot more about it, and I'm trying to, when I, when I you know, get ready for work and a new day has started, I'm always just like, what are you thankful for? And I'm not saying it just because Thanksgiving just passed, um, but um, I think that there's a lot to be thankful for every single day, even when circumstances don't present themselves in a way that you think is what what should be at the moment um I think it's important to realize that there's so many that things can be a lot worse and then there's so many things that are um really positive in your life in terms of like you know do you have food to eat as simple as that or like do you have a job at the moment that's paying your bills I think I'm trying to practice a lot more of gratitude um and that allows me to um see things in a more positive light versus focusing on the things that I don't have Any goal or dream that you have in medium term, up to five years? Yeah, that's um, in the next five years, I think my main goal is to really um, build out Hacker Gal so that it is a household brand when it comes to um, the education technology space in in, um, schools across Canada. So I want to impact more girls. I want to impact more teachers, more schools, more communities in the next five years with funding, um, and really seeing Hackerdell be, um, be incorporated into the education system across Canada. Well, you will accomplish that, I have no doubt at all. By last, but not least, I heard that you were nominated as fourth of 30 under 30. Yes, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know you're super humble. You would yeah. like say that love but like let's share it's like inspiration. Yeah, that was really cool. It was a really cool experience. So um yeah, Forbes thirty under thirty in the education space. Um this was last year actually when Hacker Girl was really picking up. Um I was so surprised to to hear that um I didn't make the final cut but um I was just you were honored. Yeah, like. I was just honored nominated to be in the space and to be amongst names and ideas and um, the community of people that you know Forbes 30 under 30 comes with it was definitely my last year so I'm, I'm 30 now but um, yeah it was really cool it was um, the way that it works is there's different subcategories in, in Forbes so you can be nominated under like technology under education um, so healthcare I believe one is um, but education was really cool and it, it kind of just it kind of um, encompasses what that individual is doing in the education space and how the, and how they impact it um, but yeah it was it was super cool it was a different it was a very um, uh, exciting opportunity for me um, and I hope to do more of it maybe I can go for 40 under 40 or oh, something in the next absolutely, 10 years absolutely no doubt yeah. about it I would like to ask you something that we don't tend to think about that much or we don't tend to talk about especially from people that they're super humble what makes you proud of yourself three things at least three things that make me proud about myself yes hmm I think that number one I'm really proud that um, 
you know, at 30, people say you need to be here, you need to be married, you need to have kids, you need to, you know, do all of these XYCs by 30. I think that I'm proud of myself to kind of get over that um, bump of expectations from society. Um, I think that everyone has their own timeline and everyone has their ju own journey um, in terms of accomplishing all those milestones. Like, I'm definitely not married by 30, um, but I'm proud of myself for understanding that maybe that's not my journey at the moment, or that's definitely not my journey at the moment. Um, when, it, when we live in a world where there's a lot of pressure to um, be a certain way, I think that um, it takes a lot of strength to understand that your journey is your own journey. And um, so I'm proud of myself for that, I would say. Um, secondly, I think I'm proud of myself. Well, I am proud of myself for um, not giving up when it comes to building out HackerGal and the, this organization. Like I said, it's definitely not a linear approach, but it's been, and it's, it's, it has its ups and downs, and I know that it will continue to have its ups and downs, but I'm proud of myself for not giving up um, on something that I'm very passionate about and um, believing in it and doing what I can to continue to move the organization um, to where it is today and into the next five years. Um, and then I think lastly, if I had to choose a third one, um, I'm proud of myself for trying something that I didn't have the answers to. So like, I never knew, I'm not a teacher, I don't, you know, I didn't really know the education space, but I knew what I really was passionate about, I knew that there was a need there. So I'm proud of myself for learning as I go. And I think that's really important as an entrepreneur, as anyone starting a business, is that you need to understand that you won't have all of the answers all the time. And it's relying on people that do and being resourceful and trying to find the answers out yourself. And it's really trial and error sometimes. Like sometimes, you know, you will make mistakes and, um, you know, maybe they're big mistakes or maybe they're small mistakes, but not being so hard on yourself. Like it's like, you don't have all the answers. I don't know how to run a charity when I started it. Um, or I didn't even know how the education system worked across Canada. These are all moving parts that I slowly had to learn as I go. Um, and yeah, and I think that that's really important. It's something that people should be proud of. It's like really understanding that you don't have answers. You're not perfect. But if you're, you know, you have, you're resourceful and you're passionate, you will find the answers. Yeah, so th those are the three things that I would say that I'm proud of myself for. Congratulations for all your work that you have been doing over the past years, that they are making already a very positive impact to many girls and no doubt that you're changing their lives and you will changing women's life. Keep going, never stop. I know yes. sometimes it's really hard on the way, but it's part of it, right? Of this crazy roller coaster in life. Keep going, you will accomplish whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I would love to be like continue talking and talking. I'm loving listening to you. We're running out of time. I'm super grateful that you're hearing all of this. And thank you very much for, Thanks for, for having your time. Me. So inspiring. So much to learn from Lucy. One of the things I truly admire from her is how committed she is to her purpose. Made me also pay attention in how I am using technology, especially in social media, and why it's so important to have a real purpose in life. Even though I'm still new to the most of the technological information, I found that Lucy and I have something very similar. We both want to make a positive impact in women community. What you do has a positive impact in society? 
and it will make the difference to future generations? Think about it. And remember that together we can achieve more. Don't forget to smile!